The thing is, it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. You can't buy that. It's up here. You've got to learn it. That's why all these silly fuckers have ended up looking the same. It's because gear ain't a statement for them. It's a fucking uniform. Detroit Groove. Here we are. Obviously, you just heard Conservative Military Image. This band fucking rules. I listen to them every day now. I've been listening to them for a long time. A well over a year at this point, and I'm glad they have made the impact they have on this scene. They're making waves. People are paying attention. They're doing shit, fucking putting out songs. Putting out EPs like it's nobody's business, and we do appreciate a band that is very active and constantly and consistently puts out awesome shit. And it's not that they're the heaviest band, but just f- great catchy riffs, catchy lyrics, all shit you can sing along to if you like it. 
and I'm glad they're finally getting the stage in in uh, Detroit here. They're playing on the Black Christmas. It's going to be so crazy. That's tomorrow. Is everybody ready for it? It's such a great fucking lineup. And uh, once again, big shout out to Black Iris Booking um, and everybody involved in that whole thing. Everybody who helped put it together, all the bands. It's going to be a hell of a day. It's going to be a long day. So bring comfortable shoes. Bring, uh, you know, fucking beer money. Bring everything. Be comfortable. There's plenty of parking nearby if you've never been there before to the complex. Um, it's all street parking, meters. And if you park, you know, I think there's a few lots around five, ten, fifteen dollar lots. You're probably better off in a lot, a secure lot, to be honest. Um, but take your risk. I remember back in the day at the Magic Stick before they had fucking parking meters because, you know, it was a desolate, fucked up neighborhood. Now they've they've really built up the area. It's uh, there's lots of great food around. If you plan on coming down a little bit early before doors open, and once again, there's an amazing pizza place inside the complex, Sergeant Pepperonis. Been eating there for over 20 years at this point. Um, there's a bowling alley inside the Magic Stick. It's called the Garden Bowl. Obviously, you walk back behind the bar. I don't know how many lanes there is. Maybe 12 or 15 at the most. I have no idea, but um, cool bar, uh, plenty of room. <laughs> Not when bands are playing, though. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy in the fucking Garden Bowl. But, uh, you know, cheap paps. You know, I think downstairs it's like fucking like two twenty five, two fifty for a paps. And upstairs at the Magic Stick, I think it's a little more, uh, I think it's a dollar or two more. So a little insider tip. Go down to the bar downstairs for all of your alcoholic needs. I'm going to give you a little taste of the bands that I'm excited to see on this festival. I'm just going to go from top to bottom with this. I'm going to say Earth Mover, Cold as Life, Section Hate, Coffin Cats, Never Ending Game, Mustard Plug, Conservative Military Image, The World, COA, of course, holy shit, uh, Jay Navarro and the Traitors, Hold My Own, Strange Magic, Suffocate Faster, Exit Strategy, Shit, Poison Tongues, Local Heroes. <laughs> um, fucking Moral Pollution, of course. You got fucking Bad Beat. That's uh, Jimmy from Edgeman. That's his new band. Check them out. If you think you're going to be able to catch a, a couple songs, you're fucking wrong. You've got to be there when they start. Um, yeah, dude. Fucking uh, Vigilante. Just had them on the podcast. It's going to be really good to see them again, especially down in the Garden Bowl. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be nice and tight, so it might get a little wild right there. So find your spot if you don't want to get knocked out. And some of you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, how tight it's going to be down in the Garden Bowl. You're going to love it. It's going to be, it's going to be fucking awesome. I hope some of these bands, I don't know uh, like stages and shit like that yet, so I don't know who's going to be where. I hope a couple of, uh, you know, of the hardcore bands like, uh, you know, the the sing-along bands that'll have big crowd. I hope they're down in the Garden Bowl to make it fucking insane. But back to it. Um, can't thank Adam enough for taking the time out of his day to fucking pop in. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface with the band and, and some things we had gotten into, uh, started talking about, but there just wasn't enough time to really dive deep into some things. I think we could have a fucking fun conversation about, fun, interesting conversation. It's... 
it's dude dude the band fucking rules so go listen to them go support them go follow them come sing along learn all the fucking words this is one of the bands i'm most excited for so i'm probably i'm probably fucking uh dick riding for cmi but i don't give a fuck they rule fuck you drink beers smoke joints have fun get fucked up punch somebody in the face do whatever you gotta do because it's gonna be a long day so make the best of it all right we're recording here with adam from the world infamous fucking cmi um i appreciate you taking the time to come on and uh kind of promote and uh support the whole black christmas thing going on here in a few days so it's really cool for you to do that no problem man happy to be here dude merry christmas yeah you as well Did everything go good yesterday see family and shit or just kind of keep it small absolutely man spent the time with my wife and kid and uh open presents and played video games and ate a lot of good food all day long yeah that's what it's about man it's hard to wake up the next day and get your shit together like uh i forgot you know you're in chicago fucking an hour behind me i was like oh i was like man that's unfortunate that he's late <laughs> and i'm just sitting here like an idiot <laughs> yeah he texted me night like ready to go man i was like Oh man, I was like, "Woman, bro, it's not 10:30, but I forgot you were in Detroit as well." <laughs> no, I mean, you're not the first one I fucking pulled that on either. So I'm like, "Hey, where you at?" They're like, "Uh, we got like 2 hours, dude." <laughs> <I'm> like, Shit. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so um just like we said, I want to keep this a little bit short. Maybe just give a, you know, you're in Chicago, maybe give a quick uh, rundown on how you got into punk, hardcore and the scene and shit. You're I think you're an older guy. How old are you? Yeah, I'm old ahead, man. I'm almost 40. Okay. Yeah, you're not far uh, not far ahead of me. I'm 36, so. Hell yeah, dude. You've officially entered your mid-30s, huh? Yeah, I guess so, man. Back in August. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> your next next year is going to be your late 30s, bro. So. It happens. <laughs> it's going to be early 40s, and I'll be yeah. fucking still just as fucking annoyed and angry, so I don't think much will change. Hell yeah, dude. Love to hear that, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. I, I mean, I got into like, I got into like punk rock and hardcore and metal kind of all around the same time. Punk was the first thing that I got my hands on, um, just cause of neighborhood kids that lived around me who are a little bit older. Um, I think the very, I, the first punk album I think I ever heard was Black Flag the first four years. I think that was the first punk album I ever heard. And I was like... Uh, you know, at the time I was listening to uh, Green Day or Silverchair or uh, The Offspring, you know, like old Offspring. <laughs> so when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, what? My my brain couldn't comprehend. Like, I was like, this is what I was looking for, and I didn't know it, you know. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it just kind of took off. I started going to shows, and I was like, I don't know, maybe around 15 years old, like, you know. Somebody I somebody who knew had a license would drive us to the city, you know, and we would essentially sneak out and go to go to the concerts. So the first like punk concert that I like vividly remember going to was the Beer Olympics in Atlanta, which is like I think it was ninety nine or something. That's like where I saw anti heroes. Um yeah. That's like the the very early seeds of of how I got into this stuff. Um, nice are you actually from from atlanta or or chicago or what you mentioned atlanta just now so yeah my dad was in the marine corps so we used to move every two or three years um and 
that's where I went to high school at. It was like uh, just outside Atlanta. Um, so we used to just drive to the city all the time. Um, he was stationed in Marietta, Georgia, which is like, I don't know, I guess like 20 minutes north of the city. So I went to high school there, and then when I graduated high school, I mean, like, that's where um, I got into, essentially, I was at the right age to get into, like, punk and hardcore. Um, but uh, I, have, I have some friends there still, but uh, it, it's a stretch to call that home. Uh, that yeah. was a very long time ago. I, You know, I moved to Chicago in 2006 um, for college, and then I've been here ever since. You know, I'm, this is, like, where I grew up, essentially. <laughs> you know, I went to college here, I met my wife here on the army out of here like my kid was born here like so nice yeah 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 i mean those are formative the formative years you know early 20s or whatever that's when you kind of start actually finding who you are it seems a lot of people say they're jaded when they're 15 16 years old they know what they want in life but you know most of the time they really fucking don't so it's cool to settle okay. down and you know where you want to be and figure out exactly what you want to do and just doing what you love absolutely man i'm always on the hunt for the the sound or the band like I'm I still haven't found it yet man you know what I mean I'm 40 and I'm still on the hunt like I don't know I crave it I like I'm always looking for something I'm like yeah where is it's out there somewhere I know so I love listening to music checking out bands and you know I I still I still consume it with a ravenous appetite yeah man it it, it doesn't get old it's one thing in life that you know, really doesn't get old. You can always go back and listen to what you like. Like you get tired of, of everything else in the world, but when you got that shit, you know that. Yeah. You know your ears. That's a mental thing. You know it, it, it really. It can really fix your day sometimes. You know when you put on some good fucking music and let it out, and other times it can just be a distraction. You know for fucked up things I, in real life. Yeah, right. I always wonder that to myself. I'm like, man, imagine the kind of person I'd be if I'd ever. Like, I never, like, found this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And we, uh, we like to joke, and part of it's like, oh, we'd be so successful, and I, I'd be in law school, and, you know, all this other stuff, but, <laughs> because it's, but it's also like, man, I don't know, like, even if that was the case, like, would I be happy, and I don't think so, or would I even be alive? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could probably somewhat agree, like, yeah. I'd be, like, you a know, different for... fucking world without hardcore. Oh, for sure, man. And for all its faults, like, you know, if people want to treat it thinking it's like the music scene or or the shows are is like some sort of utopia, you know, and, and then they get like angry when there's like, you know, normal things that happen inside of it. It's not a utopia, man, you know, so it's like, uh, but it's, you know, it's ours, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, I just feel like got a lot of really good stuff out of it, um, you know, and it's not perfect, just like anything else is, but... Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, one thing I always go back to, like an example of how hardcore, you know, and punk, you know, changed my life and made me a different person. It's just, just a sort of like, I was kind of forced to be a little more aggressive, you know, in my late teen years. I was kind of a pussy, you know, kind of got fucking picked on and fucked with and, and eventually going to hardcore shows and meeting friends and people who are actually fucking crazy, um, you know, kind of... <laughs> I'm not saying I'm crazy, but you know, no, you learn dude, to be around those people. You stick up for yourself. You got a fucking spine eventually. Then, you know, still going back to hard or, or high school. Like, it's like for sure, no one's going to fuck with me here because they don't know what the fuck I do on the weekends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the shit I see. Yeah. You know, so that's always. Hey, man, I was, I was definitely a big pussy too, man. It took me a while to grow up, um, uh, a little bit longer than I would like care to admit. Uh, and, you know, 
some of it's a little bit of regretful, but also it's like, you know what, man, that's, that's just how it was. Can't be mad at who I used to be, you know. I'm just glad that I, I kind of, I woke up soon enough, you know. Yeah, 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 man. You kind of, you know, kind of hit on the whole, you know, learn to be a little more aggressive and dominant in, in certain situations, and people kind of back off naturally because either they're scared or nervous, and that's how they are. Then you know, you show the same thing, and they're like, "Oh, all right," <laughs> you know. Well, I was thinking like like a fight club, but it's like a generation of men raised by women, you know. And he's like, when you are or when you're in a, in a household or when you're in a an environment raised by either a single mother or by an absent father or, you know, even by mother and father, but father's just always gone for work and you never really know him, right? So sometimes, and then also like being uh, like aggression, aggression is like a natural like human emotion. And I'm, I firmly believe that like all emotions uh, like should be, should be like um, used, right? Like it's okay to feel aggression. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to feel sadness, like all of the full spectrum, right? Like it's important to, to, to use all of your emotions, not just only use scared and only use, you know, aggressive, right? But like by by like coming into a world like that where you're maybe you're not surrounded by that kind of aggression or even that kind of maybe I'll say masculine masculine kind of um, um, I don't know energy. Uh, if you've never been around that, it's like. By the time you do show up around it, you've got a lot of catching up to do for some, you know, for some people. And uh, it's also, I feel like if I'm, now it's like the word aggressive or aggression, like brings, makes people feel weird sometimes. And I don't think that's, uh, that shouldn't necessarily be true. It's, I think it's important, but, um, you know, if you've never been associated or if you've never been around that and then you come to it, you know, especially through this music outlet, uh, like it could be jarring and it could be, you know, you could be like, Oh, and it's like, Oh, I got catch, like I said, I got catch it up to do. Uh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but no. that's how, that's kind of how I see it, you know? And it's like, that's how I was raised more or less, you know, my dad worked a lot. Um, and he was good with me as a kid, but you know, as I started getting a little older, you know, he was just, he was gone to work and then, you know, I didn't really know what, what like what to do or something. You start getting surrounded by different kinds of people from different walks of life and they're coming at you different ways doesn't necessarily mean they're bad people by any means but it's just kind of like oh where have i been and who are these people yeah i know what you're saying 100 percent. and i mean it can even go back and you know in 40s 50s and 60s world war ii fucking vietnam all these wars and shit where the men have been replaced by women in the schools and in you know yeah. in community areas and and dads at war and at work and then you're being raised by feminine women and it's not yeah. anybody's fault it's just how it is and how it was yeah. and still and they're, is. they're just as important i must make this clear right they're just as important to the equation or whatever we're talking to him, um as 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 a, as a man is right right like 100 mm-hmm. percent. it is not a, a man and woman verse thing right it is a, it's a masculine feminine thing right and i think everyone can agree that masculine and feminine does not mean right male or female right there's just masculine and feminine right so whatever those are to anybody but they're two important pieces of the puzzle and that's a really good example just something exactly like that where it's like you know the you know something else dictates how it's going to be and so the men are gone and the women are raised and you know just a weird balance you know and it's not balanced and so and guess what that's life life's not balanced man 
<laughs> so, exactly. so nobody nobody wanted that and you know but it happened and everyone dealt with it and i don't know yeah no 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 i get you're saying and how like, the whole whole masculinity thing has like a negative um connotation to a lot of people just because you know they weren't raised with it or or they yeah, don't yeah, understand it and it's it's all good you know we're just having conversations so hopefully nobody gets you know their fucking panties in a bunch on what we're talking about uh if they do i literally don't give a shit they <laughs> Fuck them, man. Yeah, yeah. I know you. No, some people are. Fuck them. Yeah, I know they are. And if they are, they're not listening to this podcast, though. So. Yeah, exactly. So. Anybody who actually gives a shit probably will. Um, no, but you, well, yeah, you definitely just concise it in, in in your what you just said right there. If I could have said that two minutes ago, that's what I would have said. Awesome. And let's um. I mean, I can just you know talking about how people think like weird about things. Just looking at the name, you know, CMI. Uh, you know, some people have turned their head at that name, especially in the hardcore scene, and you know, wonder what that means. Um, do you? Can you give any sort of explanation on how you come up with the name, or you know, what it actually means to you and the band? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it before. I think most people are now aware. Pardon me. Um, most people are now aware, but the name comes from the army regulations for like authorized wear and appearance of the uniform AR 670-1 and it's like essentially it just it says like the soldier will maintain a conservative military image at all time you know about like wearing a uniform and I remember reading that and I was like oh my god that's so fucking hard and I was like that would be the hardest band name ever and this was like a long time ago this was like, like 10 years ago I always saved that, and I was like, "Oh man, if I ever start a band, I'm throwing my call it." And this was, these were a little bit different ten years ago. So then, when I started started the band, and I was like, "This is what I'm going to call the band name," you know, it was like it was almost like the perfect. Like I almost started the band just because I had the name. You know what I mean? Like it was the name there first, and I was just like, "Dude, just how hard is that?" I was like, "Just think about it." Like, so that's kind of what originally kind of got the wheels turning on starting the band was the name. The word conservative is, is, is a word. And like any other word, context and uh, intention are very big parts of the word, right? Uh, so it's all about, it's not the word itself. It's how you use it, when you use it and what, right? So with conservative, the first thing people think about is oh, Republican. Oh, political, you know what I mean? Um, and it's kind of funny, like, definitely not a political word, but it's just been used, so that's what people associate it with. So that's why I chose the band name, too, because like, oh, this is going to make people feel a certain way. Like, this will trigger some sort of response from somebody when they see not only the word conservative, but then they see military, you know, and it's just like, oh, and it's either you're going to look at that and you'll be like, oh, hell yeah, dude, what the hell is this? Or you're going to look at that and be like, oh my God, I'll never like this, you know, racist, homophobe band. And it's like, it's just, it's it's comical to me how how wide uh, that reaction can go from somebody who's like, hell yeah, to somebody who's like absolutely disgusted and everyone in between. So it is, you know, it is, uh, it's intentional and it means a lot, it means a lot to me. So that's why I, would, I chose the band name. Like, I don't really don't make any apologies about that. There was times though, like early on, like with the first year of the band, like when I just kept getting Instagram kept getting shut shut down. Like we got like deleted off Instagram like like three times, you know. I got like a deleted banned from Bandcamp like twice, you know. And it was just like endless 
endless accusations that are just I'm not even going to like repeat them, but they were just the most bogus like left field accusations ever. And we had never even played a show. <laughs> That's <laughs> this crazy. This was a lot. This is a lot of information for people to create out of just the band name, you know, and, and maybe some images. But we beat that. We beat the charges. And now, <laughs> yeah, I was on the fence. Of, I was almost going to change the band name because I was like, oh, my God, dude, it's just a, so much. It, but then I was like, no, dude, like, this is this is what you're supposed to do. It's punk. You know, I've said this before. It was like poking the beehive, man. So that's like the origins of the band name. And it, I mean, it means a lot to me, too, because it's like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not conservative. Um, I mean, maybe I, maybe I am a little bit, but I'm not like a Republican or a, or a Democrat. You know what I mean? I know that might be some, but might be weird to hear from some people. For me, the the band name and the band itself is the like least political band you could ever imagine. So yeah, it's just a fun, catchy band with some hard fucking lyrics, in my opinion. Man, you guys, are, Thanks, dude. it's so cool how you guys fit in. On all the hardcore shows, you like you guys can be on any hardcore show because of the roots and the lyrics and and, and who you guys are. It just goes so well. You guys, you know, it's like it's cool to see because it's such a different different tone compared, you know, to what a lot of people would think the image would be the tough guy beat down, you know, shit yeah. like that. But thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a different sound, but the lyrics are just as hard, if not harder than all these other tough guy bands and i i've seen you guys one time i went to indiana to see you guys uh with oh, fucking okay. d block at that post seven shout out to tommy yeah, and yeah, the last hardcore shows that shit was awesome oh yeah yeah that's right thanks man it means a lot to me man and that's that's kind of how it is like um that was the idea too is how i wanted it to be right is like like you were just saying like the things that we sing about and like it's harder than some of these other bands pose as like i don't, I don't sing about anything that like I'm not gonna do or haven't done. You know what I mean? I'm not like oh I'm, next time I see you I'm gonna chop your head off or you know I'm gonna shoot you with a, a gun. You know what I mean? Like that that's not I have no disrespect to that, but that's not what I'm gonna do. To me like th this kind of music has always been the scariest because like and there's just so much intensity and it's not kind of like uh, like I love a good breakdown just as much as the next man, but. Um, you know, like these, this kind of like music is what I always saw as like the most dangerous or the most intense because it's like literally just some maniacs on stage just letting it out, you know, instead of trying to create a sound, you know, that's like, oh, this is the sound of, of heavy, right? Because heavy is, heavy is not just, it's not just music, right? It's like a feeling too, man. Would you agree? Like 100%. Yeah. Something that's heavy is not necessarily like, um, just oh yeah, oh this is this you know mosh part or whatever. Like there's some of the heaviest bands I've heard who, who aren't necessarily heavy. Or when I heard them many years ago, I didn't, I didn't think of them uh, as heavy. So like heavy is like a mindset. It's like a feeling. Like evil. It's like evil. Like evil's like. There's some people who are like oh I'm you know I'm the devil and I'm gonna kill you. And there's other stuff where they don't even say anything like that. You're like, oh my god, this is some evil sounding shit, brother. You that's know? it. Yeah, that's it, man. You know? Like you can sound like you guys, or you can sound like uh, I don't know what's the hardest hardcore band, like Old Shattered Realm. You can, like I can feel the same energy in me, you know. And then I yeah. would listen to that to you guys. Like it, it, it like gets me invigorated. I want to get going. I want to fucking jump on somebody and I want to sing along. Oh fuck yeah! yeah so, that's why I always man. I call it music to get. Music to get shit done too, man, and whatever that is. 
to anybody. Like, I, I like the idea of people listening to the band and being like, you know, they want to move. They want to get out of their seat and they want to, you know, I'm going to go outside. Or they want, you know, they want to, I'm going to go to the gym. Or they're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to clean my house today. You know, because they're just fired up. Like, I just love that, man. It's the idea of just music to get shit done to, whatever that is, you know. Yeah, man. Um, Dude, it's going to be a good time. Our, uh, I know you guys did that little short set at uh, Tied Down at, at the after show back in June. You guys did a couple songs. Are you looking forward to pl- playing a full set on a big fucking stage here in Detroit finally? you goddamn right, brother. I'm very excited. Uh, I Like, there's not a whole lot of shows that happen around this time frame, you know, from Christmas to, like, usually the end of January. So the fact that there's, like, kind of a, you know, one to look forward to and our, our boys in Section Hate are going to be, you know, flying in, too. Um, uh, and, you know, Detroit's not too far from me, so it's not like uh, I don't have to fly. So I'm going to drive in, which is nice. Um, and I've, I've never played the Majestic or even been there, but I've heard some good stuff about it. So I am, I'm amped for the show, man. I got, I got to say I, I am. Uh, I, I've met a lot of, like, people in, from Detroit who, like, fuck with the band, so it's kind of cool. I know there's been a lot of people that have been like, come to Detroit. So it's really cool to be able to get the chance to go there and play a proper show and not just like a four song late, you know, late night type gig. <laughs> yeah, like about midnight, about 12 a.m., whatever the fuck time yeah. it was that after show. That was wild. Yeah, yeah man. I, dude, no more after shows, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> to <laughs> Too old for that shit. <laughs> Yo, for real, brother. They're hard to turn down, man. But, but dude, sometimes you got to, dude. It's like, you know, dude, when we were touring Europe, uh, like, there were some nights we headlined the tour, and there were some nights where we took the stage at like eleven twenty, mm. and I was like, I was like, yo, y'all are killing me, dude. Like, what the fuck? It's eleven twenty. What have we been doing the the last like twenty two hours? You know, <laughs> that fucking sucks, man. Especially with the whole with the whole time change, probably fucked you up for for a couple days yeah. and have to figure that out. But seriously, you know, it's like, oh. I don't like to play like, and now like eleven twenty is actually sounds pretty nice compared to some of the after shows. But uh, yeah, I, I like to play um, not at an after show, and we'll do that here in Detroit. And I'm excited, man. I got I got some, we got some surprises for Detroit. We're gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Good. I'm fine. I'm looking forward to it. Um, is there any? Uh... It's still it's still Christmas in our world, baby. Hell yeah! Is there any certain bands on the on the bill you're looking forward to catching that you haven't seen in a long time, or any any favorites that you want to see on a big stage out here? Man, honestly, I did. I wish the Suicide Machines were playing, dude, because like 15 year old me would have been wicked hyped. That was like one of the first CDs I owned. I bought it at Kmart, and uh, they're from Detroit. And I don't know, it was that Destruction by Definition CD. But I heard a bunch of those dudes are in a bunch of the bands that are playing, so. Yeah, yeah. There's singers in another band, uh, Jay Navarro and the Traders. They're playing too. And uh, oh, okay, maybe that's what it is then. Yeah. Well, shit, I'll, I'll have to holler at him. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yo, it was weird too because when I started doing this podcast a couple years ago, like I've always been a huge fucking Suicide Machine fan. I knew they were from Detroit and shit, yeah. but when you just know a couple people that have that connection to him, for him to like, be like, yeah, dude, I'll come over your house and do your podcast, like. I almost shit my pants because I've been well, listening yeah. to them you know, since the Tony Hawk days. You know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's where I first yeah, heard yeah. them. So I was just so fucking pumped and so like nervous and excited at the same time because, you know, he's older. He's like a regular punk rocker. But to someone like me, 
like it's like I love the fucking suicide machine. So it was just like a perfect, you know, honor to have him just come sit down for an hour in my basement and talk some shit. That's sick. That's oh dude, that's a big that's a big come up. It's funny, man, how if you just do this kind of stuff, if you stick around in these kind of these kind of scenes long enough and you know, you put in work and you just you're around, like it all comes full circle, man. You know? And it's like dude, like Dude, that's a perfect example, right? It's like just from going to being a fan to like all the way to like, holy shit, this dude's in my fucking living room. And, you know, we're not supposed to be on some like rock star diva tip, right? But dude, it's like if you're a fan, you're a fan, dude. And you, you know, you can't help it, man. And you want to act cool, but everybody, even the coolest motherfucker in this room has somebody they, they don't, they've never met who had a massive influence on their life, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I've gotten, I've gotten, you know, questions from people like, "How do you get a hold of some of the people?" Like, you know, like, like yeah. aren't you nervous or like anxious? Like, if they say no, I'm like, yeah, a little bit. But I've been told fucking no enough to where I just don't care. And you yeah, know, right. And like initially, I was always like, I'm gonna send this message and start fucking shaking and quivering, wait for a fucking response. But now I'm like, do it or don't, because I got you know f- fucking twenty more people to ask. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're not special, man. I got 20 more motherfuckers right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a yes or no because I got to get on to the yeah, next hurry, guy, you know. Hurry up, man! Hurry up, yes or no? I got. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. It's been an experience, you know, talking to all these people in the bands I like. You know, I've been approached by people like, "Hey, uh, can my band do your podcast?" I'm like, the well, first question is, "Do I like your band?" Like. I have to like it. Like I've had people suggest like their friends bands. I'm like, well, they fucking suck. So that'd be the most <laughs> boring thing I can ever do is talk to somebody yeah. I don't care about, you know? Yo. Right. That's for sure. So and there's a lot of really cool people in really shitty bands. And there's a lot of really shitty people in really good bands. And uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've also had, you know, where you think you got like a really cool band and a member from an awesome fucking band that, they turn out to be a shithead when you're doing the pot. I'm like, fuck, this is not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool all good, man. I'm sure. So, fucking, have you been in any other bands before CMI, or is this the first one you really, really dived into? You know, fucking head first, I play, feet first. I don't know. I play bass. Uh, I played bass in like a like a hardcore band from Atlanta called Instilled uh, when I was real young. Like I didn't even own equipment, bro. Like we went on tour. Um, but like, I don't know. I look back, I'm like, man, how the hell was I even in that band that long? Cause I never owned a bass. Like I didn't own an amp. Or I didn't even own cables. I don't know nothing, bro. Somehow I made it work. Um, but, and I didn't write any of the songs or any of that. I just kind of was like, you know, early twenties showed up, played, you know, was looking for girls type stuff. Hey, yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, looking for girls type stuff. <laughs> Straight up, man. Like just. Hand to God, that's the honest, honest assessment on that one. Find that pussy but, somewhere. Uh, that's right. That's it, man. That's, that's like, that was so long ago, I don't even, I can't even fathom. I don't even have memories from that, to be honest with you. Damn. I just have pictures. Like, I have pictures of it, so I, like, I, I know I was there, but I, I don't really have, like, distinct memories from that time. And then I did, I, that was it. <laughs> I went to college and then I joined the army. I was in the army for like five years, you know, and, you know, doing tours, going across the world, all that stuff. And then came out of the army and then I was in nursing school and it was just too much. Like, you know, I, I just I still went to shows and stuff like that. 
here and there. Like I listened to all kinds of music, and you know, I was active, li- actively listening to music. But I honestly never thought I could even be in a band. So, you know, that was it. That was pretty. I talked myself out of doing a band for like ten years because I just thought I was like, oh, you know, I'm too busy and I can't do it. And then eventually, I convinced myself I could. So that's why there's like a massive. That's why there's a gap in my resume. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No need to explain to me shit. Um, <clears throat> but um, I mean, it's cool. I'm glad you finally decided to f- jump in and say fuck it and uh, put a band together and get it going because I think you guys it hit the ground out. running hard. You fucking got the momentum of something I've never seen, and I'm just I'm just glad that you guys are still going, still putting shit out. I'm looking forward to new stuff if that's in the works. That'd be, you know. Yeah, we got we got a new EP that's coming out. It was supposed to be out like I was trying to put it out today, like the day after Christmas, but we had to re-record the drums on one song, so it'll be just a little bit, a little bit more delayed, but not by much. But um, we're gonna drop those four songs, and then, dude, we ain't stopping anytime soon, man. Like, uh, we got so much shit written, dude. Uh, it's just a matter of like timing now, you know. Nice. I, I I love. I love doing this stuff and you know, the benefit to not um to not doing a band for that huge point in my life is I have so much shit to talk about, man. Like I have material essentially. Like I have a I have a vault of like experiences and emotions, you know, from the highest to the lowest, you know, that I that I've can pull from. And I think that's why for right now writing songs comes so easily and naturally. Um, to to myself and us as a band is because it's like dude I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff to say you know like there's things that I've wanted to talk about or or you know somebody needs to hear uh, and so it, as long as I still have that like this band is going to be on the same tempo that we've always been and the moment that I don't have anything to say or I can't pull from that you know it's like that's when it's time to start start looking at other options. That's cool, man. Look. We're about 35 minutes in now, so uh, like you said, right on time. Yeah, some please. Cool shit. I, I, I could literally talk. I could talk all day, dude. If I have to give myself the cat. Um, plus, I have a doctor's appointment, and my doctor, she's kind of cute. So there you go. I gotta go catch that hottie of a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Look, dude, I'm I'm really glad you took the time out to do this, and I'm super excited to catch you guys. So this is gonna go out Friday. So tomorrow at the okay, fucking Majestic cool. Theater. Black Christmas, big ass show. Hell yeah! Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was it was cool. Um, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. I, I like the media, man, and I'm glad to. I'm glad there's people like you are still keeping it alive and you know, doing it up. Thank you. Um, I look forward to meeting you, man. I'm gonna give you a high five when I see you, and uh, I hope all goes well, yeah. and we'll fuck shit up here in Detroit. That's right, brother. I'll see you in Detroit, my friend. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. All right, cheers, bro. See ya.